the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Now, in the second hour of the show, I tend to do things like news and commentary and start getting a little bit deeper into the issues. Um, I've got a great email. In the first hour, I basically blasted payday loans. I got a response and a reboot, probably from someone who owns a payday loan company, but I'm going to read it because I want to show both sides, and he makes some interesting arguments, to say the least. But first and foremost, let's start with a phone call, 800-345-5609, Rick and Martinez. Rick? Hi, Rob. How are you doing? Good. Hey, I'm I'm investing in ETFs and also um, good dividend stocks, uh-huh. and I have some Exxon and whatnot and some Con Ed, but... Should I just put more of the money in the uh, ETFs or the dividend stocks that have higher dividend and yield and no fee? Which one do you feel more comfortable with? Well, I'm wondering why I should pay a fee if I can find my own stocks that give a better dividend yield than some of the ETFs. But on the other hand, the ETFs cover a wider array. Yep. Of the stocks. So on one level, you have to pay for a management fee to get more diversification, to get a little less risk. On the other hand, you look at ExxonMobil as a great long-term investment, but they're one oil spill away from you losing some principal, probably in the short term, not in the long term. You know, they, they recovered from their Valdez spell, right? So yeah, I've had Exxon for about six years now. How do you feel about having Exxon for six years? Pretty good. It's a pretty decent dividend and yield, but uh, some of the policies and stuff they're doing, you know, is kind of questionable, but I'm in it to make some money. You know what I like about ExxonMobil is you can go back to 1970, and you can see that it went from, you know, uh, basically pennies. It was, what was it back then? It was uh, 225, and then five years later, it's 275, and then it goes from 275, and the next five years, it's up to 360, and then it goes from 360 up to 560, the next five years, and from 85 to 90, it goes up to 12.50, and from 90 to 95, it goes, you know, up to 17 dollars, and then 17 up to 44, and then 44 up to 59, and then 59 up to where it is today, right around 65. So every five-year period for the last 30 years, they've gone higher, Rick, and that's what you got to love about the stock, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you, but isn't it ad- advantageous to maybe get a whole array? It, it, yeah, companies like Schlumberger and, and Schlumberger. Yes, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. And again, you bring up a, a damn fine question, Rick. And thanks for the call. Exchange traded funds. It's a category. You can go out and buy an oil investment that will get you twenty stocks of different oil companies: Chevron, Exxon, Schlumberger, Halliburton. You know, those are the kind of names you'll get in it. Gives you a little more diversification. Let's say I, I, I own a boat for ExxonMobil. I drive a boat. I'm a captain of a boat, and I like to drink and drink my scotch. One scotch, okay. Two scotches, fine. 
Better stop there because three goes to four and four goes to blah. You lose your mind. You, you pass out. You black out on four scotches. If you were driving that big Exxon boat and you you know crash into the Bay Bay Bridge or the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge, uh oh. And the news is going to be bad. Seals are going to die. People are going to protest your company, but you're still going to make billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. It comes down to you. I can give you the analogy of, you know, do you like blondes or brunettes? Do you like women with a little color on their skin or do you like them pasty white? Pasty white, maybe they won't get skin cancer. You know, good dark tan, maybe they do. Good dark tan looks kind of exotic, though. Like, it comes down to your preference. I can't tell you. Exchange-traded funds, mutual funds, actively managed mutual funds, like um, where the, the manager's doing a turnover every 120 days, passively managed index funds. Passively managed is going to be cheaper than actively managed. Actively managed is going to help you at certain times. I think you have to find out what works for you and, and be, be good with it. I'm good with it. Find out what works for you. Um, what I can say is never, ever get in over your head. And if you can't explain the company, don't do it. Peter Lynch, most famous investor of all time, even though his more people lost money in his mutual fund than made because people would buy it when he was in the news is doing great. They wouldn't buy it when the economy was down. He's the successful Fidelity Magellan, the most successful mutual fund of all time. He was the leader of it. And more, more people lost money than made money because they chased performance. But he once said, if you can't you know, draw it with a crayon, what the company does, you shouldn't buy it. Now, like, his kids love Chili's. And uh, he's famous for saying, you know, well, my kids always wanted to go to Chili's. And every time I went to Chili's, it was always busy packed. So I bought Chili's. Makes sense, right? Easy enough for a kid to understand. ExxonMobil, easy enough for you to understand. Anyway, let's do some headline news. Some headline news. Now, again, my approach on this is Generation X. Consider me Dan Rather with no internal editor. Today, it's the Senate's turn to take Toyota for a spin. Just as the automaker works to fix a new problem, Fox News Radio's Jennifer Kuyper with more. Three Toyota executives and Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood will testify before a Senate committee. Also, Toyota plans to announce that former Transportation Secretary Rodney Slater will lead a panel to review the company's quality control practices. This, as the Japanese automaker says, it has to replace oil hoses that could leak on 933,000 cars in the U.S. Meantime, GM is recalling one million compact cars worldwide, including Chevy Cobalts and Pontiac G5s in the U.S. for a steering problem. Problem. Jennifer Kuyper, Fox News Radio. Now, General Motors and Ford both came out today and reported fantastic sales. Guess who had bad sales? Toyota. They're in front of the Senate. We don't trust them. We don't want them right now. When's the best time to buy? Buy it when you can, not when you have to. Keep in mind, I told you already, Fidelity, the most successful mutual fund of all time. People bought it when, it was, when the stock market was going glorious because they wanted to jump on that train. You got to get on the trains when you, when you can. Ford, Toyota, and other automakers, they're all releasing their data today. And so far, Toyota's the one who, that's, that's been most shockingly bad. Sales down 19% year over year. GM said their sales were down um, in the Northeast. 20% due to the snow, but up 71% in the West. Not too shabby. And uh, anytime I do a car story, I want to go Cadillac, Cadillac. I don't know why. I just want to say Cadillac, Cadillac. And Buick is the sound that many men make after having four scotches. Buick! Anyway, Obama healthcare in the news. The White House has come up with a new strategy on healthcare yet again. Fox's Doug Luzador reports from Washington. 
President Obama will outline a scaled-back version of his overhaul plan tomorrow. Here's White House spokesman Robert Gibbs. I do believe the president believes that uh, uh, an up-or-down vote is uh, is necessary. An up-or-down vote in the Senate, though, would require the Democrats use a parliamentary move called reconciliation, what some call the nuclear option, that would simply shut out Republicans. The White House will really have to start leaning on conservative House Democrats, though, who opposed this the last time around. According to an AP survey, nine of them may now be on the fence. In Washington, Doug Luzader, Fox News Radio. Now, what's going to happen here is Obama's going to give a speech tomorrow, President Obama. And he's expected to call on Congress to pass the sweeping Democratic health care bill using reconciliation. This reconciliation is going to piss off a lot of people. Because that issue, it's basically an, a process or a procedure that allows the Senate to pass a bill with a simple majority. They don't need the 60 votes. They need 51 votes, basically, to override that filibuster. Now, before any votes are cast, both sides are trying to frame public views of the procedure. And both sides are going to basically be pointing fingers. And both sides are going to be talking about the cost. And both sides are going to be talking about, you know, the, the benefits. The investment side of it, HMOs and PPOs can get schlacked tomorrow. Maybe creating a buying opportunity because you buy them when you can, not when you have to. Now, in the November elections, Republicans are going to say this is dirty politics. You're pushing through reconciliation, not really representing the people. You're not. And it will be dramatic elsewhere in international aid. It's starting to arrive in Chile four days after a huge 8.8 magnitude earthquake. The second biggest earthquake ever. You know where the first biggest earthquake ever happened? Chile. Not good to be living in Chile, eh? So Fox News correspondent Phil Keating reports from Santiago, Chile with the latest. Aid flights now start to arrive in Santiago. A flight from Argentina, another one from Brazil. Both bring in field hospitals and doctors and medical supplies. And Secretary of State Hillary Clinton arriving with 20 sat phones. Just the beginning of the entire U.S. aid package. In Santiago, Chile, Phil Keating, Fox News Radio. My angle on this is earthquakes happen. And you have to be prepared for the worst. Do you have all your documents in a safe that you need to have in a safe? Do you have all your documents prepared? If you paid your house, your little, like, speak English, if you've paid off your home, it's worth a million dollars. Do you have earthquake insurance on it? Because suddenly that, that falls over. The government might give you 600000 They might. That's what they gave uh, Katrina homeowners. 60% of the value before the hurricane. Hmm. It's interesting, right? Earthquakes will happen. We live in the Bay Area. Will we ever hit an 8-8? And if so, do you know how many trillions of dollars of wealth will get destroyed? Are you properly protected? Elsewhere, the Postal Service is getting hit hard by the Internet. Cuts in use means the agency may be over $200 billion in debt in the next 10 years. Postmaster John Potter says we may see more stamp price increases, post offices getting closed, and no Saturday deliveries, even though some service will be available on weekends. Our proposal, you've heard it over the last year, is that we move from six-day delivery to five-day delivery. We've done a lot of work with the mailing community. We've made adjustments to our plans. It includes keeping post offices open so people have access to our services. Just do it. Cut cut Saturday. Just get it over with. Stop losing money. We will adapt. We will change. Maybe cut Monday. I don't know. Cut one of the two days. Just freaking cut them. We don't need post office like we used to. This isn't the 19th century. It's not even the 20th century. We don't need it like we used to. Let's go to break. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk.
program director at 910. Met with them and the assistant program director. One of the things that they typically ask is, what do you want? And I go, I want three to seven. <laughs> I got big cojones, huge cojones. I want drive time. I want the phone calls that come with drive time. I want the audience that comes with drive time, i.e. people with jobs. We have a live blog here at talk910.com, and there's a chick named Mary on it who clearly doesn't have a job. She's a a shut-in, stay-at-home, listens to the radio from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I don't want her. I want to get away from her. I want the 3 to 7. I want the people with jobs calling. It was kind of cute because then I asked the assistant program director after the program director left the room. I said, so am I going to get 3 to 7? I used to have 3 to 7. I had great ratings on 3 to 7. He goes, nah, you're not going to get 3 to 7 because you don't have enough elements in your show. (laughs) I know you're saying, what? You don't sound like a 3 to 7 show. You're not polished like a 3 to 7 show. You don't have a laugh track like a 3 to 7 show. Pisses me off. So here's my newest element. It's called Rob Black Reads the Paper. Rob Black Reads the Paper. Um, That's an element. I know you're saying, it is a good element. I'm going to write that down. President Medvedev today, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, he told top sports officials to quit or be fired after Russia's poor Winter Olympics uh, and their showing. Now, what's interesting about that is the only business lesson I can get out of that is management's important. And success or failure starts at the top. There's a management figure at Intel that yesterday at 5.15, it was announced that he had had a stroke. They stopped trading the stock. They announced that he had a stroke because that's material information. And then they started trading the stock a couple minutes after that. They expect to come back to full health and blah, 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 blah. So again, do you know who the management of your company is? Everyone knows Steve Jobs. Who else is there? What if Steve Jobs gets hit by a bus? Or what if his cancer comes back? Or what if he goes crazy and gets on a bell tower and starts shooting people? What else does Apple have to draw from? You got to know these things. That's why you have to read the annual report. It's all in the annual report. Next big story from the Wall Street Journal. Doing this the segment called Rob Black Reads the Paper. So you don't have to. Copper up 2% after the Chile quake. Isn't it cool to say Chile? It's a fun word to say. Say it. Chile. Chile. You always sound cool saying it, right? So copper up 2%. Latin America. No, 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 not Latin America. South America. You can look at investing in, in multiple ways. For instance, North America, we got capitalism. Canada, we got, some, we got kind of a form of capitalism, kind of. But more importantly, they got commodities. They got gold and oil and copper. So they're a commodity. In Australia, commodities. Asia is a world based on created middle classes as far as investments go. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you ever went to Vietnam or China or India, there was a lot of poor people. Now there's fewer poor people. They've created more of a middle class. They're doing jobs. We're, we're outsourcing globalization. And as we're outsourcing, we're creating jobs there. So that's an investment. I love middle classes. Middle classes drive economies and middle classes create huge or driven economies create huge gains on, on markets and investments. Europe, the only thing I really like about Europe is they've been around for 2,000 years. France, Italy, Germany, they've been around a long time. They've been there, done it. They're fairly stable. Now, they got together with this whole European Union thing, and it's kind of freaked me out a little bit because Spain has super high unemployment. Greece has got some debt problems. It's a little bit problematic, but I like the stability of Europe. And that's how I invest. Africa, it's too crazy. It's too crazy to invest in Africa at this point in time. Did you ever see the episode of 24 last year? 
where basically a dictator will come in and shoot people and kill them. That's the perception that I have of Africa. I don't know if it's true or false, but that's the perception. I know they got tons of commodities there, but I'm afraid to invest there because media scared the hell out of me. Where a slumdog millionaire showed me the middle class of India and they showed it in a love story. So I'm, I'm more than happy to invest there. So copper up 2%. That's what the South America has is commodities. They got oil. They got, they got metals. Lots of them. They got a developing economies as well. But lots of them. Okay, next in the segment of called Rob Black Reads the Paper so you don't have to. Do, 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 do. Um, the flu season, it fizzled. Remember about a year ago, we were talking about swine flu and how many people were going to die and it was going to be mass hysteria and waiting rooms and emergency rooms. Like you'll be in a movie theater and someone's going to cough on you and you'll go, freak, get away from me, freak. You got the flu. It never happened, did it? It fizzled. This was supposed to be the year where people freaked out and lost their stuff on each other. It never happened. 2001. What's the first thing you think of when 2001 comes around? You think of 9-11, right? That's a bad year for America. But it was in the summer of 2001, it was the summer of the shark. Kids were getting eaten. And it was super high drama. And then boom, things changed. So I think what I'm I'm trying to get at here is we thought we knew we were 100% positive that swine flu was going to wreak havoc in America. It didn't. So it peaked in October. Now, flu season ends in May, basically runs June through May. <laughs> You're saying there's only one month where it's not flu season? Yeah, April. April's the, the good month to, to not have the flu. But it peaked at about 7.3%, 7.8%. And then it just massively dropped. Never became an issue. But we knew it was going to be an issue. And yet it never became an issue. So that's the segment that's entitled Rob Black Reads the Newspaper, so you don't have to. Pretty fascinating, eh? 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Why do I want drive time? Because drive time would come with more phone calls. That's why I want drive time. One of the big stories out there today in the world of technology, and when we're talking technology, we're talking digital lifestyle, in my opinion, but we're also talking investments. Netflix, publicly traded. Did I just say Netflix? I think I did. I should add an L in there. Let's go back in time. Bloop. Let's hit the, the dumb button. Big story in technology day. Technology, digital lifestyle. Netflix. Netflix going to start streaming on the iPhone. They asked their users, do you want us to, to go on the iPhone? Do you want us to make an app for it? And you know it would eventually happen. We're going to be watching more movies and televisions. And that's the, the whole thing is that Netflix has got a lot of old TV shows. And it's happening sooner rather than later. Hacking Netflix last night reported that Netflix is asking people if they want streaming movies and television. Now, it's not going to work on AT&T's system. AT&T would freak out. They would lose it. They would, they would go into nerd rage if Netflix tried to stream through uh, the phone lines of AT&T. Because Netflix doesn't pay AT&T. So it would only be done through with Wi-Fi. But I love it. That we're going to where I want to go. We're starting to get to the point in life where we actually have some stuff that we want. We want a phone where we can watch TV and radio on. Apple's a great phone. Netflix has great content. Maybe the two meet. May the two do well together. Long live Netflix and long live Apple and the iPhone for bringing us what we want. It's good stuff in my opinion. So uh, that's a good app. There's an app for that. And that's a good app. So the Netflix app, when it comes out, you're going to be dying for it. Now, hopefully, sometimes before I die, I'm going to have an app called the Rob Black app. And the Rob Black app is going to be 
content for your iPhone, financial content for your iPhone. Boom, just like that. Radio show? Yeah. But video content, too, because I know how the ladies love Rob Black, and uh, they want to see me. I know. I know. So I'm going to make that happen at some point. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Shoe. That song doesn't make you kick your legs up and down. I don't know what exactly would. It's a marching song, it feels like to me. I got two passes to give away right here, right now. Make the phone ring, so to speak. Alice in Wonderland. Thursday, March 4th. Free movie passes. All you got to do is pick up the phone, call, and give your name information and come down to Clear Channel and pick them up. So you have to have access to Clear channel. You have to have access to go and see a movie Thursday, March 4th, 7.30 p.m. Century 9, San Francisco, 845 Market Street. A lot of the swag that, that people give away on radio is crap, but I'm going to tell you, it's $25. This is two movies tickets to a good, good movie that you probably want to see in the theater. Oh, it's going to be all about the theater. 3D, Alice in Wonderland, Disney, Johnny Depp. Uh, all you got to do is right now is, is call... Intern will pick up the phone and, and grant you your free passes. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. What else do I have to tease and tell you about? Tease, tease, tease. Uh, March 25th. In a little bit less than three weeks, I'm going to be in San Carlos. No, 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 no. In San Mateo at O'Neill's Pub. And basically, it's an unofficial, official. Rob Black made it through a year at Clear Channel Birthday, get-together, bash, celebration, spectacular, spectacular. So that's coming up March 25th. It's going to be like 4 to 7, somewhere in that time frame, O'Neill's in San Mateo. And again, it's just, I, I want to meet some of you. Put some faces to the names of the callers, so to speak. Mary, you're not allowed to come. You are not allowed to come. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. Am I supposed to take this? Nah, I don't need to take them. So, but uh, just give them the tickets. Albert won one pair, and we got one more pair to give away. So, uh, pick up the phone. Give us a call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Now, some more tech news out there today. Now, I think the big tech news is Netflix is going to be an application on the iPhone. That's big. That's one of those apps that you actually care about. Next big one in tech stories today is Apple again. They're suing HTC over patents. Apple said today that they filed lawsuits against HTC, uh, basically saying it's infringed on 20 Apple patents tied towards the iPhone. Now, HTC makes the Nexus One phone, which is a phone designed and sold by Google. It runs Google's Android operating system. Google not mentioned in the suit, which is kind of interesting. Steve Jobs said, quote, we can sit by and watch competitors steal our patent inventions, or we can do something about it. We've decided to do something about it. We think competition is healthy, but competitors should create their own original technology, not steal ours. Now, HTC didn't comment on this. Cell phone makers have been playing catch up with the iPhone, and it's probably attempting to do some reverse engineering here and there. You know, but then does Apple really have the technology to for touchscreen interfaces? Is it really theirs or is it should it be shared or was it something unique created towards them? That's a big question. That's one of those things that you have to talk about in, in when your investments, the intellectual property, 
that a company has and how important it is for them to have intellectual property. There's a value put on it. There's no doubt about it in my mind that there's a value put on intellectual property. It might be worth a buck a share. It might be worth two bucks a share or three bucks a share. So Apple at 192, it would be at 189 if they didn't have all this, all these patents. And if companies go around stealing their patents, would you really pay a buck 92 for it versus a buck 89? When I say a buck, I mean a hundred. Hmm. <laughs> there's a question up there that says, where do we get the money for Haiti? During time of a recession. That makes me laugh. People are jerks. The United States is the land of the bountiful. And part of our policy is to take care of the people that aren't bountiful and wonderful and having everything go in their direction. But we become more nationalized during tough times. During the 1970s, we, stag, we had stagflation. We had both inflation and no growth. And that's when we started hating Japan. And that's when Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA reverberated so hard for people is the, the angst in the 70s of why, why, why them and not us. In news out of Europe today, Greece said they're going to expand the, their austerity plan. Greece is important because it may collapse the euro. It, the whole European Union is being exposed as, as having some fault. Greek government is expected to announce tomorrow some austerity measures trying to raise an additional three and a half billion euros. Now, what's this mean for for Greece? Greece is a situation where they've got a 2% increase to a value-added tax. Their value-added tax stands at 19%. They're going to throw more taxes on luxury goods. They're going to do an abolition or reduction of the so-called 14th salary, one of the two additional salaries paid to public sector workers and to many private employees is holiday pay. I don't know. There's a lot of backlash out there, right? And you can see what's happening in Greece of, you know, more taxes, more taxes, more taxes. You've had debt problems. That's going to happen in California. We could cut programs or we can raise taxes. And the way we're set up in California, it's tough to cut programs. It's tough to go backwards. It's tough to roll back. That's what we need. We need a proposition that gives the governor or somebody the ability to roll back programs and say, whoops, we promised way too much my bad. Didn't happen on my watch, but I'm going to roll it back. Australia. Speaking English, Rob. Australia. Australia. Danger. Australia is raising their interest rate today. Their economy is rebounding. Do you have exposure to Asia? Because Australia is exposure to Asia. You could buy the Australian stock market. They're raising the interest rates. I mean, their economy is good. They're fighting off inflation. This is the fourth rise since October. Australia. That's going to be my uh, another new segment, so I can try to get three to seven. So I got to get more segments, and I'm going to have a segment called Australia. I'm just going to talk about what's happening in Australia. So um, widely anticipated move, but they're raising their interest rate. And again, United States, we're not raising our interest rate. That tells you we're weak, we're tepid. We're going to at some point in time when we're no longer weak and tepid. Our stock market's doing great because money out there is cheap. Not because capitalism is rocking and rolling and unemployment's down at 4%. It's the opposite. Elsewhere in around-the-world news, the Indian government pledges to curb debt. Look, there's a lot of ways to grow your economy. You can print money. You can issue debt. You can do capitalism. So India's out there saying they're going to curb debt. So to me, suddenly, India's not quite as attractive. I love India. 
I love it. But it's not quite as attractive at this point in time. Other stories of note today? Coming up. I'll give them coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about the solar world. Talking about investing in solar. Good idea, bad idea. To get your calls in there, it's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Coming up, I'm going to do a couple emails, but first and foremost, let's go to Gary in San Francisco. Gary? Hello, how you doing? I'm okay. Hey, listen, uh, I have a question. Um, it's a buddy of mine was uh, telling me the other day that he had to come up with $2,300 uh, in, in taxes, because he was doing his taxes the other day on that turbo tax. And he's a homeowner, but it's almost paid off. So I, I suggested to him, being that he already funds his 401k, I don't know how much he's putting into it, but I know he, he funds his 401k. I told him to him and his wife to open up a couple of IRAs because they don't have any, and okay. and uh, you know put put six thousand bucks in each in each account. If you do that before April fifteenth. You might be able to defer the taxes. Am I giving him good advice? <laughs> it's not awful advice, but um, I'd be careful because okay. in taxes, Gary, it's I don't give a lot of tax advice because it's so unique. Um, they may have deductions that they don't know about. I would not. Best advice I think you can give them is to stop using TurboTax and go hire a CPA and, and spend a little oh, bit of money okay. there if they're legit. Like if if they're making sixty thousand or more. Like, as we get older, we have a lot more complex deductions that can be taken and not taken. But as far as, um, yeah, as far as, as, you know, contributing to an IRA, do they have $12,000 laying around? He, he has 15000 bucks sitting in a, in a savings account, and they're wondering what they should do with it. And, that, and so this might be a good well, idea. Well, yeah, and if you do contribute to IRAs, you are allowed to deduct uh, what you contribute. Um. But you got to be very, very careful because they may open up a Roth IRA and not get that. They're using after-tax dollars. They want to lower their tax deduction this year with a regular standard IRA. That's not right. bad advice, but telling them to use their $15,000 in savings might be bad advice because that may be what they live off when they, they go unemployed. Does that make any I sense? Think that, I, I think that's their fun money, you know, their play money. People have they, fun money. That stuns me. <laughs> Well, they're they're pretty responsible people. They they live well within their means, you know. Okay, as long as they have an emergency fund, I have no problem with what you're trying to do to help them get a little bit more tax deduction going. Uh, um, I don't think that's crazy. How old are they, Gary? They're in they're in their uh, mid fifties. Okay. Oh, very very tough because you're now starting to also give them advice on they've got. You said they got no retirement. They got no four hundred one k. They got nothing. They have a 401k. He's with AT&T, so he has good retirement. He's been with them for over 30 years. Good, good. Yeah, and his house is really close to being paid off, so I guess they don't have the write-offs anymore. So, yeah. so all of a sudden they had to come up, they, they realized they had to come up with this $2,300. And that's when I said, well, maybe if you open up a traditional IRAs, the two of you, 
you know, put 12000 but or 6000 in each one, maybe you'll be able to defer those taxes. Yeah, you know? and, and thanks for the call. The main advantage of a traditional IRA versus a Roth IRA, there's a lot of product out there, so this gets confusing kind of fast, is the contributions are tax deductible, and, you, and you're helping for sure. Now, if a taxpayer contributes $4,000 to a traditional IRA, and they're in the 25% tax bracket, which, again, we don't know their tax bracket, um, and then they get a $1,000 benefit, $1,000 reduced tax liability. So it's realized that year, because the qualified distributions are taxed as ordinary income later in life, um, the taxpayer's highest rate later. Uh, the long-term benefits of a traditional IRA are only comparable to those of a Roth IRA whose contributions are tax-free if the current tax benefit is $1,000 or more. So it, it's kind of goofy. Maybe he wants to pay the taxes because he's going to have a good conservative income from his AT&T retirement. Maybe he wants to open, put that money into a Roth IRA. So 10, 15 years from now, the money's coming out tax-free because he's going to have a pension that's taxable. Anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there. Let's do a couple emails, shall we? We have no email bumper. I teased it. I said, coming up next segment, I'm going to take your phone calls and then emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. You are having new mail in your inbox. Mm, you've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. <laughs> Michael sends in an email that says, Rob, here's a question. I wanted to ask you for some time. We're in the middle of a depression recession, and yet we've got trillions of dollars of debt. Where do we get the money to aid countries like Haiti and Chile when they have a natural disaster? Not trying to be insensitive, but have been wondering how we give money to other people when we are broke ourselves. Pretty good question, I suppose. He said also that he sent the email from his iPhone, even though he does max out his 401k. So congratulations on that. He gets the concept. Um, foreign aid is it's, it's sometimes the best thing you can do. Like a lot of people look at Afghanistan and go, why are we at war in Afghanistan? That makes no sense. Well, 10, 20, 30 years from now, if Afghanistan could stand on their own feet, it'll create a more stable world. Much more politically stable world. So sometimes you look at it as the money that we're throwing to Haiti. Is it a good investment? No, not in the short term. Is it the right thing to do? Absolutely. Can it help build better relationships over time? Yes. Is there a fiscal benefit? Yes. And also, is there sometimes... a, a, a a call to duty. Like, this is what you should be doing. Got an email from Kenny. He says, my 29-year-old daughter's at the beginning of her professional career. She wants to begin investing but needs some direction laying out the correct path for someone her age. Can you recommend a certified financial planner to get her started? She lives in San Francisco, works in San Mateo. Um, you don't need a CFP at 29. You need to tell your daughter, Ken, accumulate wealth. Get a 401k if you can. That's fantastic. If you can get a 401k, it lowers her income tax this year. So if, let's say she makes 100000 and she contributes 15%. So it's going to lower her taxable rate from 100000 to 85000 and she's not going to pay any state or federal taxes on the 15000 virgin dollars that she's putting into her 401k. I think that's the best thing you could advise. There's a good book for, called The New Rules of Money. It's by a guy named Rick Edelman, E-D-E-L-M-A-N. He's great. The chapters are, are, are three, four pages most. It's not intimidating. It, w- it won't crush her. She needs to start a nest egg where she saves 10 to 15% of her money. If she can do it through a 401k, that's great. If she can do it through a Roth IRA, that's great. 
She does it through a traditional IRA. That's great. If it's a SEP IRA, that's, she needs to save 10 to 15% of every dollar she makes. And if she hasn't started yet, she needs to start right now, Ken. You got to really pound that on her. So you don't need a CFP. You don't need a banker. You don't need a broker. You need to start a 401k, IRA, or Roth product. And how do you do that? You call Fidelity, 800 Fidelity. Just spell it out on the phone and say, hey, I'm a 29-year-old young person. I make X amount of dollars. I want to start an account. And they'll say, congratulations. We will send you out paperwork for both a regular IRA or Roth IRA. And you go, what's a regular IRA? What's a Roth IRA? There's a lot of good information out there. Great source of information, and everyone should be giving this away to their kids, is Kiplinger Magazine. Magazine Kiplinger. Kiplinger is the right way of saying it. I like saying Kiplinger. It's K-I-P-I-L-I-N-G-E-R. Kiplinger. Kiplinger.com. But they have a magazine. Send it to your kids. Get them responsible. Get them started on money. In my opinion, you don't need a CFP. You need to accumulate wealth when you're 29, not manage it. Let's jump to another email. Let's go to Bob. Bob's email comes in. Oh, it's spam. Let's not go to Bob. I know. I'm doing this on the fly. You're saying, you are that good that you could think on your head? Um, Steve sends an email and says, hey, I found some old stock certificates in our basement, about 50 shares of a company called Vitalink Communications. How or would you recommend to find the value of these shares? Well, there's going to be numbers on those shares, and you need to register them. Probably the best thing you could do is open an account with someone like a Smith Barney who's got a lot of physical offices. So you take those shares in, and I think it's QRP number, and they're going to punch that number in to a computer, and it's going to say, Vitalink is worth zero. Or Vitalink ultimately became AT&T and it's worth a million dollars. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Vitalink, but you need to get those shares registered. So you're going to need a brokerage relationship, a stockbroker relationship, where you can go into their offices and give them the stock shares. I would do it in somewhere where you could actually give them the physical shares and see them in front of you. Because let's say you send them to me and I look up I look up the number and it's worth a million dollars. I'm going to call you back and say, hey, buddy, sorry, they're worth zero. I'm not going to actually do that because I have high morality. But uh, I could do that. So, so Johnny, oh, I love this, <laughs> sends me an email from Johnny Cash Plus. I wonder if he works at a payday loan company. Earlier in the show, I talked about payday loans and how they basically gouge people. Now, he fires me back and he goes, the fee is a one-time fee. Annual percentage rate is based on customer getting a loan every 14 days of the whole year. Most customers, 90% plus that I work with during my five years in the business, never did that. He goes on and he, he talks about how many of our customers are glad to have us around. Check out the California Department of Corporations Deferred Deposit Transaction Law. You know, people are happy to work with them. So he says check cashing is a risky business. It's high risk. There is truth in that. Most check cashing businesses charge 1%. Some, like the place I used to run, had a flat fee of $5 for many of their customers. Banks won't cash checks, you know, drawn on accounts at their own bank unless you have two forms of ID. Bank of America used to charge $5 to cash a payroll check with one form of ID if that employer had a Bank of America account. Not anymore. So he says we're options, and he's right. But it is not looked upon well in society when you see these crazy amounts of fees and you see the clientele of check cashers. Quite honestly, maybe we should be encouraging cheaper banks or alternative banks versus check cashing. So I I agree with you that I was a little rough on your your, your sector and I apologize, but I'm not a big fan. I'm going to be quite honest with you. And one final email comes to us from Kevin. Hmm. Jesus Christ, let's do some hunting. 
<laughs> says, my call name is Trackboye1. And what he means by that is I have a, I play video games. And in my Modern Warfare 2 video game, and again, I'll play maybe three hours a week, maybe two hours a week. Not a lot. I don't go crazy. It doesn't consume my life. It doesn't, you know, I don't play video games and ignore the family. I'm not like that. But anyway, Kevin sends me an email because he, he, he knows my, my call screen name is Jesus Christ because I find that funny. I've got a very dark, perverted sense of humor that when you're playing a video game and someone shoots you in the back and it says, Jesus Christ shot you in the back, maybe that'll push him to go to church. Maybe, maybe not. It's wildly and highly offensive, but it's cute in my world. Now, in the world of rooftop solar, Prologis is one of the big, big, big real estate investment trusts. They're a commercial REIT. They just announced a second solar project in Portland. It's going to total about 2.4 megawatts. This project's going to be the largest rooftop solar system in the Pacific Northwest. They've signed an agreement with Portland General Electric, a vertically integrated electric utility that serves approximately 800,000 residential and commercial and industrial people. Now, this is a great story, but there's not a lot of good investment in it, in large part because you're talking about government money. You're talking about huge labor-intensive projects, not necessarily profit. Not a lot of profit in this, in this labor-intensive project. Solar prices have dropped so much in the last couple of years. Uh, 50% last year, 80% uh, overall in the last three years. So the price of solar modules are coming down so fast, the profit will be there. It's not in the manufacturer, and it's definitely not in the, in the product right now because they're oversupplied. Just something to think about where you hear these great stories about solar, and you so badly want to invest in it. You want to invest in Ascent Solar, ticker symbol ASTI. You want to invest in energy conversion devices or Evergreen Solar or First Power or First Solar or Sun Power. I know you do, but I want you to withhold that urge because it's a good story. There's just not a lot of profits. 800-345-5639 if you want to wait 22 hours to get your call on the show. I'm Rob Black, 910 AM, more stimulating talk. To let me know Should I stay or should I go If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So Three-star general Michael J. Flynn Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency Knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn Deliver the truth, whatever the cost And covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life Is right here in America They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it I was like, I'm not changing it They had to get rid of Flynn With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.